Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host Sebastian. Uh, hello. And you know us, we're just a, a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world, so be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Sebastian, on today's podcast, you and I are going to be kind of talking mostly the National Women's Hockey League. And uh, kind of what we thought of day two of the uh, Lake Placid bubble, um, kind of do a rundown of how the games went and our thoughts about it, and also uh, a little bit of discussion on our fantasy teams. Um, but before we do that, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the Ogden Mustangs, Jack Jones, for leaving me out of his selfie. Uh, so at the it's end cold. of... <laughs> it's cold. so cold. It's so cold, Jack. It's so cold. But I'm telling you, it was a it was a great game on Friday night. Um, and then Jack skated over to my buddy, and uh, I had to indicate to my buddy what he was doing because you know Nick seemed completely lost. I'm like, dude, it's a selfie. So they took the selfie. I posted it on Twitter. A little bit sad about it. So you know, Jack, maybe next time we could selfie. You know, or honestly, if I have another guest, he'll probably do. <laughs> probably probably choose the guest. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, just a little bit salty about that, but you know, I'm a grown man. I cried in the car on the way home, and uh, I'm good now. And uh, hey, uh, Jack, just a little tidbit: if you want to be a friend of the show, I mean, you got to take care of the host. Come on now. Seriously, <laughs> I was very, very saddened by that. But uh, but I know you also wanted to give a shout out. Yeah, um, big shout out to uh, Mike Murphy um, with uh, the NWHL uh, fantasy that we're in. Uh, once I wanted to put in my team for some reason, there was a bit of a glitch, and I guess my my team didn't get to go through. And you know, I was a little sad. Uh, I kind of accepted it, but I was trying to keep my own little tabs and notes about uh, how my team was doing. But I reached out to Mike uh, personally, and you know, basically right away responded back to me, asked me for my information, you know, made it, you know, obviously, you know, if your team is a little suspicious that, you know, all the people are scoring right now is on your team <laughs> might be different, but you know, it was fair. And I said, you know, like we have a podcast and we talked about it beforehand and our team was drafted well in advance and a uh, uh, big shout out to Mikey. I actually got my team up and rolling. So uh, now the power pigeons can officially win. Well, there you go. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool that he was able to do that for you because that's, I was going to say, if, if he had a question, I was like, well, there's a podcast that was downloaded before the season started. Uh, <laughs> that could be what we could listen to here to c- confirm this is, in fact, the Power Pigeons roster. And there you go. And uh, hey, the Pigeonhole Hockey roster did pretty good as well. So we're going to be getting into that. So let's actually move into that first game Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota and Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota and Toronto. So. Yeah, this actually, this game was happening while we were recording the last podcast. So uh, I had to watch, I basically had to go watch, uh, go back and watch the highlights for the first, like, chunk of the game because I got off the podcast and I jumped onto the game and I wanted to see how it got to where it was. And, man, I wasn't disappointed jumping on with this game because, uh, well, let's just talk about it. So, first of all, we had Levier and Net for minnesota and samantha ridgewell in net for toronto so you know as the game kicked off right out the gate um the the epic goal we've been waiting for uh that you actually called right during the last episode um occurred and it was none other than lindsey eastwood with a bar down goal what'd you think of that i thought that was a slick little move i mean she's a defenseman she put the puck behind the net uh, she put herself in a scoring position, puck hit her in the stick, and she just fired one top corner. 
Um, and, you could tell by the excitement, you know, I mean, that, that was a huge goal for her and for everybody. I mean, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was cool. It was cool to see someone, especially someone local to score, uh, you know, a big goal like that for the Toronto six. Yeah. I mean, that is a, just, that is the first ever goal in franchise history. Yeah. I mean, she even, uh, she posted on her, uh, I think it was her blog, um, you know, how, how in the moment she thought, you know, it's pretty cool to score that first goal, but she didn't really realize how big it was until she got off the ice to, you know, probably hundreds of text messages from family and friends uh, just congratulating her on that goal. So I think, uh, you know, it really hit her when she got off the ice about, you know, wow, like that was that was a big moment. Yeah, and that's one of those things. Not only was it her first, because that was her first ever NWHL goal too, correct? Because she's a rookie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was her first goal ever. So her first goal, first ever goal in franchise history. I mean, that is just a huge goal by Lindsay. So congratulations, Lindsay, on making history right there. Um, then we move into, uh, you know, the, the second goal of the game, X-Butte, Michaela Grant-Mentis with a top-shelf beauty. What did you think of that one? That was just a nice shot. Um, I don't I don't blame the goalie for not catching that one. I mean, that was just <laughs> perfectly placed shot. I mean, you can't ask for any better. Uh, then you move on to the next goal. The six are just starting to light it up. Brianne Wilson-Bennett buries another one, and that puts the six up three to nothing. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I thought, you know, wow, this the six are have woken up and they are rolling, and uh, I mean, you could feel the excitement just from watching their bench up, up and down. And I thought, to me, honestly, I thought, wow, like they're really jumping on it, and you know, Minnesota's in trouble here. Yeah, and that's you know exactly what I thought because I think that's when we wrapped up our podcast record, and I was able to jump on. I'm like, wow, the six is just kind of taking it to to Minnesota right now. But then Sydney Baldwin, three to one on a power play goal from the blue line to wrap up the first period. Yeah, and I, I think uh, the, the big thing right now for and I, I notice I don't know I have to pay more attention I guess to the power plays, but to me I think a lot of the power plays are clicking. So uh, yeah. as hard as it is, I think teams need to learn how to stay out of the box if they're going to want to win this thing. Yeah, I think so too. Because uh, as that as this podcast goes on, we're going to see where power plays definitely uh, help or bury certain teams. So now we move on to the second period, I believe. Here's where I think, I think uh, Dark Angelo makes the goal, but it, I think she made it on a deflection. So they announced someone else during the game, and then the article, which honestly, NWHL, if you're listening, check the articles because they're just not lining up. You have players scoring on their own goalies, especially on this particular, <laughs> like, I'm seeing, I'm looking, I'm like, wait, they're on the same team. So I just think there's a few mix-ups on the articles right now, so give that a look. But uh, I believe it was, at least in the article, uh, Cheyenne D'Arcangelo making it uh, a deflection goal and made it 4-1. to one. Uh, And that was about halfway through the second period. Yeah, I mean, NWHL are here just shaming their own players. I mean, come on now. Can't be shouting them out for scoring on their own goalies like that. Yeah. Things happen. Deflections happen. It's not their fault. Yeah, I, currently NWHL. I do not have a. I do not have an occupation. I'd be more than happy to help. Um, <laughs> I've, I've honestly. So when I was going through my um, my degree program, uh, and I you know eventually got my sports management degree. Uh, my big, my, the, my entire like I did a couple projects on the National Women's Hockey League, but uh, my big epic project at the end of my entire class, I was going to be doing this really big deep dive in an NWHL. Because that's what I've been building all my classes for over years. And then when I got to the final class, where what is it, the capstone or whatever it's supposed to be, um, they had it. I And I, I had nothing good to say about the class at the end of it. I absolutely destroyed it on the final class review. But they gave everyone the same exact project. 
everyone. And it was mind-numbingly horrible. It was just like, this is how we finish this conclusion of a degree. With a pretend university in Alabama and a Little League wants to use our field for their tournament. That's how my entire degree program wraps up. Utter BS. Utter BS. I was so angry because I'd been building up this big NWHL thing because, you know, everyone talked about when, you know, make sure that whatever you're building your your entire degree program, you're kind of, you know, you have to bounce around all over the sports world. But keep in mind what you want to make the big one about because you'll be able to go back to your old projects and really utilize those resources to build the big one. And then they came up with the boring, boring project. Sorry on the anecdote there. But it was frustrating. Well, see, what you should have done is say that the school rejected the Little League and then the NWHL showed up and played a game on a frozen <laughs> lake on the field. I mean, that that's where the way I would have went with that one. You know what? And I was I was a problem child the whole way through my degree program because there's <laughs> the amount of times I lit up the book with the professors and stuff. I'm like, the book, I, oh, there was this one class. What was it? Uh, I don't know, but the, the book almost seemed anti-sport. Um, and I just absolutely destroyed this book the entire way through the class. Just, but again, the professor appreciated that. The professor's like, you're, you're definitely going against the grain. I'm like, yep, because I don't, I think whoever wrote this book hated sports. I really think they did. You know, the, the, the book that we had to use for the class was just stupid. Anyway, anyway, I, I did really well in whatever class that was. But enough of the anecdotes. We're going to go back on to uh, Taylor Woods or Emily Fluke. Again, I think they announced Taylor Woods during the game. But the article says Emily Fluke made it five to one uh, for Toronto. So uh, I'm not sure which player scored the goal. So reach out. It was either Taylor Woods or Emily Fluke. But that way, now Toronto's a five to one. Like game over, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I thought as soon as they scored that fifth goal. I went, you know, and it's still in the second period, so I went, you know, if they can just even play defense in their zone and shut it down, I mean, they've got nothing else to do. They've won that game, but uh, they uh, they proved us wrong, I think. Yeah, absolutely. They We were about to be proven wrong, because at that point, I'm like, do I even keep watching this? Like, <laughs> I might I have some chores to do. I'll, but I had it on in the background, because things can happen, and oh, did they ever. So then about a minute left in the second, Haley Schmid scores the, what I call the hope goal, right from the slot to make it five to two. Yeah, like you said, I think that just gives them enough hope. You know, it's five to two. Um, you know, they still got a full period after, I guess, it was still the second period. So I think that was, uh, that was a huge goal for Minnesota. Yeah, you're thinking right here, like, this is the goal that we can build the momentum off moving into the third period. But wait, it gets better. Haley Mack gets her first ever NWH goal on a kind of breakaway because it was a breakaway. But uh, honestly, the defense moved in real quick. But Haley was quick to get that shot off. And with 15.2 seconds left, buries it. And uh, we're within two. Yeah, I mean, when they scored that goal, um, as much as I was cheering for Toronto to win that game, as soon as they scored that goal, I knew Toronto was in trouble. Uh, you gave them yep. two quick goals like that and right near the end of the period, that's got to suck all the energy out of your team. No matter what you say as a coach in that room, those players are just defeated. Yeah, and that's uh, and you're a coach, so you've been through these situations and you've seen this happen to your team. And I mean, when they scored that uh, second goal, I'm like, okay, my attention's got. 
you know, I'm going to sit down again. I'm going to, yeah, I heard the goal get scored. So I sat back down and I'm like, okay. And then that, that other goal just happened. It was like, bam, here we go. Yeah. Uh, they wasted no time to get on the board twice. Just bang, bang. Um, no. They did a great job to respond there. Yeah, absolutely. It was just, you knew it was a game. I was excited for the third period. And again, was not disappointed. But then we're making it away through the third period. It looks like, you know, Toronto's fighting to keep it, you know, just keep this lead. And that's what it felt like. It was just a fight to keep the lead. And this is something I see very often out of the Buffalo Sabres. It's when we get the lead, we're not really trying to bury anymore. We're just trying to keep it. And it's and I've seen my own team do it. And when my team isn't trying to score anymore and they're just trying to play protection hockey, it, it seems to backfire. And so with about seven minutes left in the game, Audra Richards draws a penalty and scores a goal to pull the white caps within one. Now, me and you talked about this. Did they, she scored the goal after drawing the penalty and did they have to then serve the penalty? Yeah, they did. And I tried to do some quick research and I wasn't able to find anything. Um, uh, someone in the chat had said that's a USA hockey rule, but I've, I've never seen that. I mean, we think that I would, some, someone would have seen it at some point or said something about it, but it was a few times in the game where, uh, you know, the team would draw a penalty, but then score, and then the, the penalty would still be called. So I was a little confused. I mean, I'm thinking we need to do a bigger, a deeper dive and figure out what the rule is. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was strange to me. Um, you know, but, uh, I guess it is what it is if that's the rule. Yeah, it's, uh. I'd, I'd definitely be interested if someone knows a little bit more about that rule to reach out to us, um, you know, some better resources to, to understand it. I mean, I don't completely disagree with it, to tell you the truth. Um, I actually like to see that instituted in the National Hockey League. I like it. I think that if you cause a penalty and the team scores, you still cause a penalty. <laughs> like, um, and and in, in a situation like that, she... She, you know, I, I think it's, I like the rule personally. I think it would create more scoring and uh, I like it. Now, as a goalie that would have to handle that rule, I wouldn't like it so much. But uh, <laughs> but I like it as a fan. I really like it as a fan. Um, yeah, but, I mean, uh, for me, it's just, I don't know, to me, especially as, you know, from a Kansas coach perspective, it's kind of like you've had the extra man on, you know, you pull the goal, you get the extra man on, you scored the goal. Um, you know, if it's a double minor, I could see why, or major, absolutely. Um, a double minor, I, I think you should look at the two minutes, you know, if you high stick and draw blood or whatever it is. Um, but to me, I'm, I'm good with just the rule where, you know, if you score, you got the extra guy on the ice, you got the goal. But, uh, I mean, if, if, if it's going to bring up scoring and that's what the NHL is looking for, maybe it's something they need to look into. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I like it. Um, and if the NHL wants to look into it, I'm sure they will, but I don't, I don't see that happening in the NHL anytime soon, but I do like it. <laughs> But uh, here we go with just, I think it was less than two minutes later. It was a power play. I think it was the power play from the uh, actual penalty uh, that uh, that Richard scored on. But uh, Megan Pizan, is it Pizan? Pizan? I think it's Pizan, yeah. Pizan. Okay, sorry, Megan. Megan Pizan so. tied it up. Yeah, she can reach out and let us know if I completely slaughtered her <laughs> name. I'm known for that if you listen to my previous podcast, Megan. I... Ask any French Canadian. I'm perfect at slaughtering names. But uh, so Megan Bazan ties it up and comeback complete. Like, here we go. It's I at this point felt that Toronto at, like <laughs> I can't say that I felt that Toronto wasn't in trouble leading into this point. But at this point, I'm like, Toronto can't win this game. There's just I don't see it happening. No, I, I agree with you. I think that would have been 
for Toronto to come back from basically four goals straight rally, like rallied off like that, um, would have taken a big team kind of reset, refocus. Um, and I think it was so late in the game that uh, once they scored that fifth goal, I just you could just see that you know the the wind in their sails was kind of gone, and uh, they did battle. You know, they did battle. They did yeah. almost win in overtime, but uh, they uh, they were just once that fifth goal went in, you could just tell their bench was a little defeated. Oh yeah, and honestly, they really did. They they tried to end the game before overtime hit because I think it was like 15 something seconds left. Uh, they had a couple beauty, couple beauty chances, um, but I think I think Levi was still in net, and she just stopped them cold. Like both times, I jumped. I thought like I was like hands on head, like oh that's a goal, and she just barely, stopped it twice, like. So really great saves right at the end of the third period there to make this thing go into overtime. Yeah, she, she Levaye came up huge. Um, and actually talking when you said, you know, stayed in. So, so for some people who may not have watched it, um, I forget which maybe the fourth goal, uh, Levaye came off for about two minutes. Uh, they put in the uh, backup goalie for a few minutes. And then I guess maybe just an equipment issue or maybe just, you know, needed a quick reset and get back in the game. Um but for me, that was my one pet peeve. Uh, the announcers kept saying the other. Uh, let me. I, I don't want to say the other goal. I got to say her name here. So the announcers kept was saying it? that um, Morse was in net, but she, Morse had only played about five minutes when while Lavey was on the bench. But they just kept saying, "Oh, Morse is in nets, and Morse is in nets, and Lavey's in the bench." And I wanted to be like, "Look, you're there. You're literally in the rink. She's in the net. Like, get it together." Yeah, I think there's some confusions, but again, this is their first real big broadcast, so I'm ex- completely expecting the kinks. Um, now, in terms of the articles, I think those kinks could easily be cleaned up. It, we're a day past those articles, and they have players scoring on their own goalie. Um, that that can be fixed. Um, but yeah, mistakes like that happening in the game, depending on where they're sitting, you know, that I I can't be terribly upset about that, but uh I know it's a growing league, and you know I'm, I'm excited to see how it keeps expanding here. And then, uh, as we move into overtime, uh, nobody could score in kind of regular overtime, and it moves to a shootout. And can I say she didn't get the game-winning shootout? But Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast fantasy member Jonna Curtis, what a hell of a goal! Just came in there like a bat shot out of hell. And just put it past attendee. Like, did you see that shot I heard? It's like, yeah, that, shot that out of a cannon. That was that was a great shot. And you know what the best part about that shot is? Uh, no, no, no offense to her. It was a great shot. I'm just glad it didn't count towards a goal against the power pigeons. <laughs> well, and, and there you go. But at the end of the day, I think it was Haley Mack that uh, um, made it an official game as she scored the, the game winning shootout goal. Uh, so I think the end of each article was Mac attack. I think that was pretty clever. I like that. Yeah, that was um, good. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so, you know, well done. Um, what a comeback by Minnesota, really great comeback by Minnesota, a little bit of a devastating loss for Toronto as they still aren't able to capture that first, uh, franchise victory. Um, but you are the expansion team. So, um, you know, that's pretty common amongst expansion teams, except apparently Vegas, who, wow, what yeah. they did was insane. But, you know, nonetheless, they're, they're going to get their victory this season. They're, they're, hey, maybe even more. Maybe they'll win out. Who knows? Maybe they'll win the cup. 
we don't know that yet. But honestly, I still think the two strongest teams uh, really are Minnesota and Boston. But uh, that's why they play the game, because you don't know until you play it. So we can move on to actually Metropolitan and uh, Connecticut here. Yeah, just before we move on, I think uh, yeah. like, I think you're, you're bang on. I think Minnesota was, you know, uh, one of the top two teams coming in, and I think that that win right there will really put some wind in their sails and get that team buzzing. Um, but for Toronto, I mean, yeah, you gave up a five-goal lead to lose that game, but you scored five goals against what was supposed to be either one A, basically one A and one B between them and, and Boston. Yep. So um, to me, if you can put it like that and you can finish off a game, I mean, hey, watch out—the six could uh, really uh, shock some people. Yeah, that's a big confidence-building game. When you come out of the last one where they weren't able to score, uh, and then you go into a game against basically the next best team in the league, and you put five past them, that's a lot to build off of. A lot yeah, of against which I honestly think probably is the the best goalie in that bubble right there in Levy. Yeah. So I think if you can, you know, if you can if you can get her to the point where she's got to take five minutes off to go, you know, reset or whatever, um, you 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 can attack and you can score. So I think they just need to clean up and they're uh, clean up the penalties. Like the, I mean, I don't know how the rest whistles didn't break. There's so many penalties in this game, but uh, if they can clean that up and uh, clean up in the defensive zone. I mean, uh, they could. Uh, I mean, they could shock people and they could actually take it all if if they play like that. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, let's now we can move on to uh, Metropolitan and Connecticut. And so, uh, again, Sonia Shelley was in net for Metropolitan. And then uh, Brooke Walechko. Brooke Walechko? Brooke Walechko. Again, sorry, Brooke. I'm really good at uh, pronouncing names. Brooke Walechko um, was in net for Connecticut. And can I just say how much I love her mask? Did you see her mask? I I didn't get to see a close-up on it. Oh, God. What a pretty mask. Brooke, if you don't want your mask after the season's over, DM me. (laughs) like what a mask it is a beauty um yeah she's never given up that mask (laughs) i don't give mine up but uh what a gorgeous mask anyway as attendee i love i love those setups man i love pad setups i love masks can't help myself uh but here we go we move into the game uh mallory rushton scores for the riveters um uh it was kind of a softy yeah i I would agree with you on that one (laughs) yeah that was that one is a goalie I hate. Uh, that should not have been a that shouldn't have been a goal. Um, and that's but, that's uh, what six minutes in the game too. It's nice and early. I mean that's kind of a it's one of those ones where you really want back as a whole as a as a team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a that was a rough one to let in. But I'm a goalie. I've let in way worse. Um, so then you keep moving on in the game. Kaylee Hutchison just eight seconds later goes bar down, and there we go. Yeah, and that was a shot. I mean, that's not that was the complete opposite of the first goal. Yes, complete opposite. Like that was a goal where no blame to the tendy at all. That was just a beautiful shot by Kaylee. Uh, but then a bad turnover by Metropolitan, and Amanda Conway makes them pay. Yeah, I mean that was just uh, that was just good heads up hockey. Um, you know, make them pay on their mistakes. And uh, I think as a coaching staff, I think they're very happy when you see you know. Your girls, uh, you know, make them cough up a puck and then uh, put in the back of the net. Absolutely. And then Emma Vlasic uh, puts in a deflected one, and Connecticut ties the game up at two before the end of the first. Yeah, I mean, I think Connecticut in the uh, at the end of the first, they really responded whale there. If you if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> whale, that was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Just adding a little pizzazz in the podcast thing. <laughs> I should have some, uh, I'll add some whale noises here. That'll be, I hope I can find some whale noises. But um, 
If I can, it's going to be right here. There you go, everybody. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, kind of the way to wrap it up for the first period. Then we move into the second period. And none only than Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast fantasy team member Rebecca Russo puts Metropolitan back up 3-2. to two. Yeah, and I think uh, Metropolitan needed that one. I mean, you, you give up a two-goal lead, uh, you want to score the next one right away. Absolutely. So thank you, Rebecca, because I need the points. Um, then, then the next goal, the next goal I have a problem with. It's a chippy, ugly goal by Casey Anderson. So congratulations, Casey. As a goalie, I think I'm looking at it and Shelly has this thing up against their pads covered up, but they keep jamming the net. And when players do this and then they just push it to the point where, oh, well, then puck was still, I don't think so. I saw, I thought that her glove was over the putt was over the puck against her pad the pucks in there and they just keep chipping away at it i just from what i can see in my perspective on a replay again i'm not on the ice i'm not the refs i thought at the point that the goalie's leg is spread there and the puck is against her pad and the glove is over the puck that's a dead play but they kept chipping away and they get this one and i completely disagree with this goal from what i see yeah i mean if i'm if i'm a coach and that's my goalie i'm absolutely agreeing with you but on the other hand, if I'm if I'm the, uh, the attacking team, I'm gonna say that that we you know it was loose. But no, I'm gonna agree with you on this one though. I think that was uh, that was covered up, and I think you know uh, maybe the their whistles were broken from calling 50 penalties in the game before. <laughs> maybe maybe they were, because honestly, I just um, anyone wants to reach out about this goal that knows a little bit more about it. From all my pers- from what I can see on the video replay, it, to me it seems like Shelley's got this covered up. It just you know, and then they just poke away at it. But regardless, that ends up, you know, that ends the second period. And then we move on to the third. And Teresa Knudsen makes it four to three on just a steal. <laughs> like, what can you call this goal? She just stole it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's one of, that's one of those huge goals. I mean, when she puts that in, you, you look at the ice, you see how excited they are. You see the, the bench fired up. Um, I think they knew that this was uh, this was the goal they needed. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, honestly, and then Walejko made a save with about a few minutes left in the game that, you know, I think it was like a, a I made these ones. It's like off your skate blade save. So, and then, the, you know. The hope and the prayer save. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But great save there by Brooke. Um, but, and then that ended the game. Um, you know, that was really the rest of the game right there. Not much else happened because there's only a couple minutes left. Uh, but Metropolitan escapes with the victory. Yeah, um, I think uh, Metropolitan um, played a great game, so I think the Whale played a great game as well. But uh, I think uh, the Metropolitan just uh, were able to capitalize on a couple of Whale mistakes, and uh, sometimes that's just how the game goes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, But that's that wraps up that game. Now we move on to Boston-Buffalo. So Listen, just before we get into the Boston-Buffalo game, I just want to let you know, that uh, we did have, I did, you know, Power Pigeons did have some points in other games, but this was a big game for the Power Pigeons with Dempsey's two goals, uh, Brand's goal and assist, and Kelly's assist. Uh, the Power Pigeons really, uh, really liked this game. So if anyone doesn't know, he basically just described a lot of goals that happened in the game, but we're going to break it down for you. <laughs> <laughs> so Hanson is a net for Boston, and Jackson is a net for Buffalo. So, you know, great. Great penalty shot save by Hanson to start that game off. 
yeah, I, I turned on the game and it was already in a penalty shot and I was so confused what was going on. But, uh, I mean, way, way to start a game. I mean, I think if they would have scored there, that could have swayed the game the other way. But uh, she makes a big save and uh, I think, you know, it kind of gets your team fired up nice and early. You picked the game up at the same time I did because I, I, I turned on, I'm like, is it a shootout? Are they showing that, a replay? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> when I turned the game on. And I'm like, oh, it was a penalty shot. Uh, I was really hoping that was Lewicki. Was it Lewicki that shot that one? Uh, I believe so. It's low key. Um, but as we try to figure out who shot that, I'm pretty sure it was low key. It's going to bother me now. Yeah, I think it had to be her. Um, and so moving on, Jillian Dempsey, as you were saying earlier, with this is a fugly goal uh, off of Jackson to make it one nothing. Sorry, boss. That, that was bad. Every no. goal counts, but this one's fugly. <laughs> oh, you f- you feel for Jackson on this one. I mean, that's just the one of those goals where I mean she basically scored on herself on that one. So it's uh, yep. you can feel for her, but uh, you know the power pigeons. We don't discriminate goals. No, you don't. <laughs> of course, that was your player scoring on your player. So you know <laughs> it helps and it hurts you. It's a little uh, heartbreak. <laughs> exactly. That was a little bit of saltine sweet right there. Um, <laughs> But then a gorgeous breakaway goal by Jordan Giron. What a goal. This was what a setup pass too for that, the that stretch pass. Oh wee wow. That was beautiful. Um I mean, yeah, nice goal, don't get me wrong, but uh that pass was the beautiful part. That pass was you know, tape to tape stretch pass and let her go. Let her go. There's no better pass in, in hockey than that. Nope, not not at all. And honestly, and then Jordan just <laughs> what a goal. Uh, she took it and made sure that that pass was worth it because what a pretty goal. And that was probably the prettiest goal so far I've seen in the tournament. Um, that was gorgeous. And it was Buttes, so booyah. All right, moving on to the second. Again, this is where the article conflicts with the commentators. So the commentators say it was Boutinia that scored the goal. But the article says it was McKenna Brand. Uh, to give Boston a two to one lead here, so I'm gonna stick with the commentators again, I think. Um, yeah, their uh, so their uh, box score has uh, McKenna Brand score on that one. Okay, uh, so there you go. Uh, that, that, anyway, that gives Boston a two to one lead, and then it was just a, it was a wicked wrist shot. Can I just say that that was pretty? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter who did it. That was a that was a nice shot. Yeah, I give a clap to that one because that was a sick goal. Uh, and then Buffalo just gets themselves into penalty trouble. And and I think me and you were talking about this uh, earlier. Is Buffalo can't keep allowing this many shots. No, uh, I mean, I, I, I know you've got a good goaltender back there. Um, and you can count on her to make some big saves when it counts. But uh, you need to clean up your act. I mean, you're, you're, you're right now they're at, what, I think it's 40 shots a game right now averaging. I think it's yeah. almost almost double of, of some of the other teams are averaging. I mean, you feel for Jackson. I mean, yeah, she didn't have the greatest game in the world, but uh, she made 40 saves. I mean, you got you to gotta help her out somewhere. Yeah, and that back-to-back. So, yeah, anyway, here we are. The 5-on-3 helps with that many shots. But, uh, you know, there you go. Dempsey scored again to earn her 100th career point, becoming the first player in NWHL history to reach that milestone, man. How about that? Yeah, um, I mean, there's a reason why the Power Pigeons were proud to select her. Um, <laughs> she can she can score another 100 in, the, in this next couple of weeks, and we'll be more than happy. 
Yeah, it's awesome, awesome achievement there by Dempsey. So yeah, congratulations. Um, then we see an awful clearing attempt, just <laughs> just awful, awful clearing attempt, uh, leads to a turnover, and none other than Pigeonal Hockey's fantasy team, Sammy Davis, in her rookie season, scores her first ever goal, the first overall pick. Thank you, Sammy, for getting us back on the board. The, you know, pigeonhole hockey. Because now I'm gonna, my brain's trying to switch me to power pigeons, but I'm like, no, I'm pigeonhole hockey podcast. You, you can come join the power pigeons. It's fine. I mean, eventually no, everyone's my, just gonna want to jump on board, anyways. No, my players will pull it out. I have faith in my players. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they're definitely, uh, they're, I've, I built a good crew, and I have all the faith in the world in my players to give me the championship. So thank you, Sammy, for the goal, and congratulations on again. It's a great goal too. That was a she saw it she saw that thing happen and just sniped it you know intercepted that puck and just sniped it home so congratulations sammy yeah i think i've noticed a lot about the bubble this year um these girls are really making their opponents pay for uh, big mistakes oh yeah. um i mean you, you can't leave, you know if you leave a goalie out dry you know you're not really expecting anything to happen after you know what should have been a quick easy uh clearing attempt it just turns out bad and uh puck ends up in your net and uh I mean, that's 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 a pretty good way to lose games. Yep, and uh, I think that was kind of like the the soul crushing moment for the Buttes right there. But it didn't it didn't end uh, as Taylor Winskowski picks up the loose puck and puts it home for Boston, making it five to one. Yeah, I mean, you feel for Buffalo in this one. You definitely feel for Jackson. Like we said, you know, she had a 40, 40, 40 saves in this game, anyways. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Boston was just kind of showing off that uh, they're uh, they're a team to uh, team to watch out for. Oh, absolutely, and uh, that really that was it. That was still in the second period, but nothing uh, nothing really massively noteworthy happened in the third. Um, Buffalo kept it out of the net. That's yeah, but... pretty much as much as I can say there. Um, you know, I think the Buttes uh, did about as well as the Buffalo Bills did at the same exact time. So. <laughs> um, you know, pretty devastating losses for both both the Buttes and the Bills simultaneously there. Uh, so at least as a Buffalo sports fan, the Sabres made me smile yesterday because they don't often do that as of late. But, uh, yeah, tough loss for the Buttes. But uh, great, honestly, great weekend of hockey for the National Women's Hockey League. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I mean, I, I thought it was great. I, I, I really want to see them. Let them, I really want to see the rest of them play a little bit more. Uh, there was a ton of penalties called, and I get it. Things are going on, but uh, I would have just loved to, you know, let let them get a little chippy. Let them get, you know, they're they're in a bubble. They're playing for, you know, a championship. They're it's it's big for them. Yeah, they're gonna get a little bit in their face and stuff like that. And I think you gotta let it a little bit go, and you know, gets a little entertaining. But uh, um, overall, I think it was a was a great 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 day too. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm agreeing with you. Let them play. You know, don't don't allow the dirty stuff, but let them play. And yeah, awesome. I, I loved it. I thought the first, uh, the, or at least this weekend of hockey for the National Women's Hockey League was, they had me like locked in all weekend. And then you, you're looking at the rest of the season here. So anybody that's listening to this podcast, uh, we recorded this on Monday night, but you're, this podcast will be available uh, as early as Tuesday afternoon. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're probably already watching the Minnesota Whitecaps and the Metropolitan Riveters. So keep enjoying that game and maybe listen to this podcast in between uh, that game and the Toronto Six and Boston Pride. But uh, so Tuesday, you have those teams facing off. Wednesday, the Pride take on the Whale and the Riveters take on the Buttes. 
Thursday, the Six take on the Buttes and the Whale take on the Whitecaps. Uh, and then again, another break on Friday. And then we step into a Saturday trio again, like we did this Saturday. So again, all Saturday, I'd be locked into these games. The Whale and the Six, the Whitecaps and the Buttes, and the Pride and the Riveters. Then we start the regular season round robin on Sunday. So the regular season round robin looks like this on Sunday. Again, three more games will be seed four versus three, six versus two, and five versus one. On Tuesday, again, skipping Monday, you'll have seed six against seed one and seed four against seed two. And then on Wednesday, seed five against seed three. Then that leads into the top four teams making the playoffs. So on Thursday, be ready for it. On NBCSN, uh, number one will take on number four, and then number two will take on number three. And the Isabel Cup itself is going to be held on Friday, February 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so 5 p.m. local for my mountain people. Um, and that'll be obviously the, the winners of Thursday's games. And we will be able to crown a new uh, Isabel Cup champion. So I'm pretty stoked for the uh, next week ahead of hockey. I'm not going to lie, next week and a half of hockey yeah absolutely and yeah i love how they do these games i mean they're always said basically to be back to back to back i think there was what maybe a 20 minute break between the games when you're watching half an hour break max so it's kind of nice to like you said you put it on on a saturday and you got hockey all day yeah it's i love it it's it's exciting it's uh i've missed the nwhl i missed a lot of hockey we all have (laughs) since uh covid dropped on all of us and killed basically every season out there so i'm excited to see how this thing pans out i'm hoping my buffalo buttes pick themselves up and uh you know start scoring some goals and preventing so many shots because uh, i'd love to see them raise their second isabel cup but again I'm, I'm excited for this uh tournament to keep going and you know for this for the national women's hockey league to keep growing and keep getting uh you know attention the fact that they're going to be showing these games on NBCSN, i'm going to be locked in hard on friday and and, and thursday and friday yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's going to be huge for the sport to get that national recognition. And uh, the more people that tuned in, uh, the, you know, the better chance that uh, we see this again when they hopefully have an, a legitimately full season next year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening in uh, on our National Women's Hockey League podcast here on Pigeonhole Hockey. And this is Chris and Sebastian. Have a great day. And we'll catch you next time.